Welcome to Live Life on Purpose with Jose and Jeff Feliciano from Feliciano Financial Group. In this podcast, brothers and certified financial planner professionals, Jose and Jeff, explain that money is just a tool to achieve the things you want in life, a tool to make the decision to live life on purpose. They draw from years of experience to demonstrate that when your money aligns with your goals, you can live a purposeful life. Because when your vision is clear, your decision is easy. Hello and welcome to Live Life on Purpose with Jose and Jeff Feliciano. Today I'm pretty excited. We have a a packed show. It's actually a first part of a two-part series. And it really is the questions that individuals are asking. The individual investor is asking of Jose and his team. And then the, uh, the second podcast, which will be in a couple weeks, will be what business owners are asking, you know, the questions that they bring up most. So a lot to learn today. Plus, we're going to be giving away a valuable resource at the end of both of these podcasts that you can reach out to the team and get. And that's really talking about tax strategies for retirement and buckets create tax choices. And I know that the guys are going to explain what that means here in a few minutes. Um, but before we get to the guys and they're anxiously waiting, um, I want to tell you that this is a great document. I've already been through it. It's very robust. It's going to be for both personal questions, which we're going to be covering today, and then also the business stuff that we're going to be covering on the next podcast. You're going to find a ton of information, and we'll give the contact information where you can get this resource at the end of this podcast. But, but without further ado, Jose and Jeff, how are you today? Fantastic. Thank you. Hey, unbelievable. Good to be here. All right. I'm so glad you're on the show today because without you, it would just be me yammering on. And that's that's enough of that. So <laughs> today we're going to be talking about the four buckets of tax planning. And I didn't even realize there were four buckets. I've, we've all talked about three before, but I'm excited to hear about the fourth. And today we're really covering the personal questions that you're getting. So this is episode one of this two-part series. And I've got questions to pose to you that you receive on a daily and weekly basis from audience members, from clients, from other people in your community, correct? No doubt about it. All right. Well, on on the last couple of podcasts, we talked about planning process. We've talked about planning for the year. You also spoke about investment philosophy as well as a bunch of other topics. One of the questions that you get from the audience is, I'm ready to start saving money, and or maybe I'm already saving a little bit of money, but I don't know if it's in the right spots. So let's talk about that a little bit. I, I hear about IRAs and Roths and annuities and 401ks. There's so much out there. What do I do? When you think about saving money for yourself or for your kids or for retirement or for the future, we all know that different things are important to different people. Part of that process is really identifying those goals, objectives, when we need the money, how much money do we need. But before you get into specific investments like mutual funds or stocks or bonds or index funds or ETFs, one of the things that we find more often than not, people don't think through, am I using the right vehicles first? Depending on what I'm saving for, Are there places I can put money that I either get a tax deduction or it allows my money to grow tax deferred or when I pull it out for whatever it is I want to use it for? Are there vehicles that I can use that money can come out tax free? So it's important to kind of think through the structure, make sure we've got the right structure. We're using the appropriate vehicles depending on what we're saving for because obviously we find that every decision you make with money impacts everything else and part of creating wealth is reducing taxes. Absolutely. The listener asked about 401ks or they they mentioned 401ks. They also mentioned Roths, but I know through speaking to you guys before and and just other information that I've read, 
there are such thing as Roth 401ks in some cases. Now, does every business have those? Is that something that anybody can get? I think most people are familiar with 401ks, but I don't know if people know that there are Roth 401ks out there. What about those? Just the the broad concept of taxes, and it's a tricky one because when you look at government spending, when you look at all the stimulus, what's going on in the world today with the pandemic and the CARES Act, and I think there's another $1.9 trillion on the table for COVID relief, the big question becomes, how how do you just keep printing money and printing money and printing money, and at some point in the future, where's the day of reckoning? And I think that most people feel with all the spending does it make sense that maybe taxes will be higher or lower down the road than it is today? Don't know the answer to that. Most assume, and we would assume, that taxes will probably be higher in a few different areas, uh, which we can come back to at some point in the future. When people think about asset allocation, they think about not putting all your eggs in one basket. Have a variety, be diversified, but we also think you should be tax diversified as well. Have different investment vehicles that are taxed differently. So that way, if taxes are higher or lower at some point in the future, that you have that ability to make decisions based on what you need when you need it. And if taxes are high, have other vehicles that you can pull money out that maybe you don't pay as much taxes on and so forth. If you were to think about it in its simplest form, there's there's kind of four buckets. There's investment vehicles that are taxable, that whatever interest or dividends or gains that you have, mm-hmm. you have to pay taxes every year on those. There's another bucket of investment vehicles that you can take advantage of that grow tax-deferred. Whatever interest or dividends or gains that it's making year to year, you don't pay taxes. You're able to defer those till some point later on down the road. The third bucket, there are investment vehicles that are income tax-free and possibly estate taxable or state tax-free. And then the fourth bucket is there are things that are income tax-free, eventually estate tax-free. And we just feel like that's, it's important to understand how these vehicles work and to be able to take advantage and utilize all of them in order to accomplish the things that are important to us. So I think that anybody would say they want to save taxes every time <laughs> as much as they can, right? Yeah. Let's, let's just cut to the chase. Nobody likes taxes. I don't like taxes. You guys don't like taxes. <laughs> well, Uncle Sam's the only person I know that likes taxes because he gets them. It doesn't pay them. If I am looking for something that can help save me on my taxes now, what can I do? There's investment vehicles that we have to pay taxes every year. CDs, dividends, distributions from mutual funds and non-retirement accounts. If we sell stock within a year, interest we get on bonds and so forth. When we get to a point to where emergency reserve is good and we feel like debt is manageable or, or taken care of, then we have to make sure we're taking advantage of things that are a little more tax efficient money that grows tax deferred. What that means is, is it any interest or dividends or sell of stocks or bonds that I make now that I don't have to pay taxes every year on the money, especially when I'm not using the money. So those vehicles that allow money to grow tax deferred that we've got to look into and take advantage of are things like traditional IRAs. If we work for a company that has a 401k or a 403b or a 457 plan, we have to save money and use, take advantage of those. 
qualified, non-qualified annuities, any appreciation of mutual funds and securities. There are certain types of savings bonds, but those are the vehicles that, depending on the situation, depending on what we're saving for, and if, if we have those available, that it's very important that we take advantage of those because they do save us money in taxes now and while we accumulate wealth because we're able to defer those taxes to some point much later in the future. Okay, so that's saving taxes now. But doesn't that mean I'm going to have a big tax bill later? <laughs> yeah, so there's two, there's two parts to that. Number one, you know, it depends. If I'm making more money now and I need some tax deductions now because I've had a good year or a big year, 401ks with the limits the way they are, I mean, you can put $19,500 into a 401k of your own money and deduct it 100% off your taxes. If you're over the age of 50, then you can put a catch-up provision, which will allow you to put an extra 5500 or 6500 that you can put $26,000 of your own money into a retirement plan, a 401k, and deduct it today. So it, it depends. It depends on what tax bracket am I in? Am I going to be in the same tax bracket at some point down the road? So it's not, a, it's not an easy answer. But in order for money to, uh, in order for me to save money in taxes now, I just have to take advantage of those things. So some of us do have 401ks through work or 403Bs or 457 plans we could take advantage of. Some of us don't. So if we want a, uh, something that we can put money into that we can save and tax deduct it now, then maybe we just do an individual retirement account. We can put 6000 a year. We got all the way until April 15th to be able to do so, so not too much time. We can do those for the prior year. Mm -hmm. And if we're over 50, we can put up to 7000 into a individual retirement account be able to tax deduct it and defer whatever gains that we make on that money until some point further down the road. One thing I would add just to simplify 401k and what a 403b, we're often asking what's the difference, but a 401k is your employer retirement plan, but a 403b, what that is, is with the school system, with the hospitals, nonprofit organizations, okay. so that's what a 403b is. Got it. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Well, let me ask this because this is getting a little complicated with all these 401s and 403s and <laughs> all these other numbers. <laughs> if I have a 401k, let's say I've got a 401k through work, and we just discussed that that is pre-tax money. It's, it's going to you know grow and then we're going to be taxed at the end. Should I be looking and opening a Roth at the same time or can I open a Roth at the same time? Because that's taxed now and won't be taxed later. So that's kind of the balancing out, right? Yeah, you know, that's a great question, especially if you believe that if you have two things. One, if you have time on your side, mm -hmm. or number two, you think that income is going to be higher in the future than it is now. Or I guess you could debate or argue the fact that you may believe that taxes will be higher down the road than they are now. And with all the stimulus and government spending, you know, most people do probably feel that way. Roth IRAs, you hear that quite a bit. Uh, Roth IRAs, Roth 401ks, things of that nature. Roth, let me explain the difference real quick and I'll give you my take. But the Roth IRA is just an individual retirement account that I can put six or 7000 a year depending on age. I can do that in addition to everything else I'm doing as long as I make less than, I believe it's 200000 205000 a year, 208000 a year if I'm married. 
I can still participate and do that in addition to my 401k, okay? okay. But the, the power of the Roth is simply this. Instead of taking money and putting into a savings account or into mutual funds or in vehicles that I have to pay taxes every year, a Roth, I can put up to those limits into it. I don't get a tax deduction now, so it's just like putting money in savings. But the difference is, is from this day going forward, not only does the growth grow tax deferred, but later on in life when I pull all the money out, I pull it all out income tax free. So if I invest, as an example, Jose used the, term, the, the analogy seed versus the harvest. Well, if I invest 30000 over the next so many years and that 30000 grows to 100000 in that Roth IRA, yes, I did pay tax on the thirty. But that whole hundred thousand, I'm able to pull out at some point down the road, income tax free. The important thing to remember is in that Roth IRA, I can have access to my principal because that's my money. Mm-hmm. But as long as I hold whatever the gains are for either five years or fifty nine and a half, whichever's greater, then it allows all that money to grow tax deferred, and I can pull it out tax free. And answer your question more specifically, when I'm 72, I don't have to take required minimum distributions. And if I ever pass away, that money can go to my kids and my grandkids income tax free. And what's important about that is that when you do retire and let's say you need $60,000 a year to maintain your lifestyle or whatever you choose that number to be, if you draw some money out of a Roth and then some out of your IRA or 401k, then you'll be in a lower tax bracket because there's part of that money that you do not not have to pay taxes on and part of it that you do. It really does benefit your Social Security benefits and so forth. So we really got to be thinking long term on this. Okay, so let me me recap here just for a second. So if you're saying that you can, after 59 and a half, you can pull out of your 401k, you have to pull out some to, to live on or whatever. And then you've got a Roth, and you, you can pull some out of that. But as you said, the Roth doesn't count towards your, your income because it's already been taxed. You could actually then put off claiming Social Security for many years. And, and I think you've, you've said it before on this podcast that if you delay taking Social Security, it actually goes up by, I think, what, 8% a year if you can delay mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That, that is correct. Cool. Yeah, so that would be a huge strategy to be able to put off, even if you could put off drawing Social Security for two years because you're able to pull out of a Roth and, and also the combination with your 401k, that that just two years increases your benefit by 16%. That's huge. And I would also add at age 62, you can, some people elect to take their Social Security at 62, 63, 64, whatever the case may be, but you're also taxed on those Social Security benefits mm. based on the income that you, uh, that you receive. So, there is strategies, and how do you maximize that opportunity and maximize income for the benefit of your family? You really have to think taxes. I see it as you got to pay attention to a few things. One, all right, what are we saving for? What are we trying to accomplish? Number two, what vehicles will allow us to save or invest money on a very tax-favorable basis? And number three, I'm a, I'm a big believer in flexibility and control. And if I can create enough buckets to at least give myself options at some point in the future, then I've got more flexibility and control of what money I need when I need it. And depending on what tax environment I'm in at the time, I've got the options to pull different levers in order to take care of the things that I need in the least taxable manner. 
the Roth IRAs, you had mentioned a little bit earlier, the Roth 401ks kind of follow the same lines. You've seen over the years, they've added a feature to 401ks that usually will give the employee the ability to choose. Do they want to use a traditional 401k, meaning they can put up to 19.5 or 26,000, depending on age, and be able to tax deduct it right now and defer the taxes till later? Or can I still put those same limits in, but select the Roth feature so that way I may not get a tax deduction now, but I still get the tax deferred and whatever it grows to in the future, I can pull all that money out income tax free. You determine that based on, of course, what your age is, what your income is. Do you think it's going to be up or down? How much time do you have? What's the best decision over the course of time? And there's calculators and math that you can look and see what's the best decision for you and your family over time. Okay. Now now that brings up another question about that specifically. What if you've been working for a company for 20 years, you've got a 401k, and now you hear from a new hire that they... They signed up for the Roth 401k. You didn't even know that the company offered it because they just implemented it, implemented it maybe within the last couple of years. Can you switch? It's important to visit with your financial advisor, if you don't have one, someone like us that mm-hmm. can kind of help just take a look at the big picture and what you're trying to do to see what makes the most sense because age and income, there's, there's factors in that. However, money that's already in a 401k, it's already in there. It's already been tax deductible. It's still growing tax deferred. So when you make those elections, they're on new contributions to the plan. So yes, you can. If your 401k offers it, it is an election. It is voluntary and it's up to you to check the box or make that election and then from that day going forward you're able to utilize the Roth benefits if it fits as well as a combination of the two. There's a lot of times it makes sense to we'll have a client come through and they're saving money but the problem is is everything they've saved is tax deductible which will be taxed on everything when they hit retirement. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times we say, you know what, we're putting in 10 or 15% or 20% or whatever the percentage is into their 401ks. Hey, why don't we separate it? Why don't we put 10% pre-tax? Let's put 10% in the Roth or the after-tax. So that way in three or five or 10 years, we've got a a little bit of non-taxable money that maybe we can use to buy a car or a down payment on a house or just have some flexibility when the time comes. But you can, you can do both. I would add, and the reason why I keep emphasizing on the health benefit side, just like Jeff said, structure is very important. But when do you plan to retire? Because if you're going to retire at 62 or 63, 64, you're going to be eligible for Medicare benefits at age 65 or 66, 67. But then you also have health insurance issues of the Obamacare plan. And depending on income, There are subsidies there. So looking at everything on a tax-efficient basis on how much cash flow that you need and how you're structured, where you're going to draw from which buckets of money, has a lot to do with the benefits you're getting as far as health care. Some people are retiring. They're going to have their health care benefits paid for by their employer. But some that retire, they're going to have to pay for their own health benefits. Calculating these taxes and the way the taxes are structured is so important to a financial plan. Yeah, you brought up something that I hadn't even thought about. If they retire before they qualify for Medicaid, then they, they'll have some gap years, right? 
Yeah, Medicare, not Medicaid. But yes, that's yes, exactly sorry. right. Thank you. I, I always yeah, get and, too wrong. <laughs> yeah, and, and one of the biggest expenses I think we'll all have is as we get older or retire is how we're going to address health care. Because mm-hmm. it isn't until we turn 65 that we can get on Medicare and obtain a Medicare supplement. But what if we decided to retire at 60? How do we address health care? Do we have different pools of money to pull from to help us pay for those type of living expenses? It really boils down to flexibility, to have options, and long term, what does the math look like to see if it makes sense or not? All right. There, there's one more thing that I want to ask you about in this podcast. And Really, this is being driven by a lot of stuff that we see in the media, especially with the political arena. There's a lot of talk about education, school, student loans, student loan debt forgiveness possibilities, and and all the talking heads are saying something different, right? Nobody can make heads or tails of it. Uh, And the smart investor or the smart, the person who manages their money well, isn't going to count on we're all getting free education next year because we just don't think that's going to happen. If I am really forward thinking and I want to, whether it's my children or probably my grandchildren, if I want to save for college, if I want to help them, which one of these buckets am I choosing and what, what's inside the bucket that's going to help me? One thing I just want to cover real quick in that area is that we all love our kids and we want what's best for our kids. And sometimes people use their retirement plans to pay for college and mm. That's one of the biggest mistakes out there. I mean, yeah. there's there's not something that's going to take care of them in retirement, but you can always find ways to have subsidies or uh, qualify for grants or, or really or even have loans from colleges. Mm-hmm. But there are 529 plans that are treated like a Roth IRA that you can put money in, and as it grows, tax-deferred. And if you use it for college, you can withdraw that money and come tax-free. But the key is is... is structuring these things to where you can even maximize education and what the what what you qualify for you really just have to do your homework to take advantage of those opportunities all right so so there are vehicles is what you're saying so let me ask you this if by some chance i know there's a lot of people that have 529 plans already they've been around for a very long time but what if they've been putting money into this for their child and all of a sudden in five years something magical happens and they say all education is free now what happens to the money in the 529 plan if they're not using it for schooling? <laughs> you know, that's a tough one. I mean, they're so powerful just because there's not a lot of places you can put money that can grow for the next 10, 15, 20 years tax-deferred that you can pull out totally tax-free. There's a balancing act. You can transfer that 529 from one child to another. You can roll it back up to you. You have to use that money by the time the youngest is 30 years old without penalty and taxes. A lot of times you can just run the math and even that power of compound interest and tax deferral still may outweigh the penalty and taxes when you when you look at that much time. But I think it's good planning to maybe use a combination of things. Uh, use 529s, maybe fund half or three quarters. There's other accounts like UTMA accounts. They're called Uniform uniform Transfers to Miners Accounts, where you can invest in stocks and bonds and mutual funds and UITs or ETFs or index funds or things, whatever you want to do. It's usually up to, they can make up to $1,000 in earnings tax-free, 
Uh, the next thousand is taxable, but at the child's tax rate, it has to make more than twenty one hundred a year to get to the parent's tax rate. But those are real popular because they're more flexible. If I want to buy my son or daughter a car or a truck at sixteen, I can use the money for that. If I want to use it for to help start a business or or whatever the case may be, it just provides a more a lot more flexibility and control to where you use the money while still providing some tax benefits that's a little bit more efficient than just putting money in checking and savings accounts. Yeah, absolutely. I know that this has been a lot of questions thrown at you guys, and we're running low on time. What didn't we cover today? What What is the, the your closing thoughts that people need to hear from this podcast? I, I would say from my end, you know, as, as we're here listening to Jeff and you can see how planning is so important and how do you take advantage Absolutely. of the opportunity. And it's, an, it's a moving target. And I know that, you know, we have different specialists that do different things, but it's really hard to stay on top of everything. Relying on people's expertise will save you time and money and energy and effort. It Taxes has to play a part to the overall financial plan. It's important as well as investments and how things are structured. The, the one thing that Jeff really clarified, emphasized, is that people want to be in control they want to be flexible. They want to have a lot of options so they can take advantage of the opportunities. We don't know what the future holds, but we know that whatever happens, we got to take advantage of whatever opportunity lays out there before us. Jeff, any closing thoughts for you? Well, it's hard to go after that. Just echo everything Jose just said. We are in a new year. 2021, the numbers have changed slightly. If you can think through where you are, where you want to be, what's important, what you're saving for, and just make sure that we've, we're utilizing the right vehicles that will help us from a tax perspective, we have to take advantage of those. Sometimes it's uh, the powers in the question. You don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. Make sure we're taking advantage of IRAs when we can. Make sure we're taking advantage of the Roth benefits when we can. Make sure we're taking advantage of college vehicles when we can. But anything that we can do to save money on taxes is another way of creating wealth that is just too important not to address. Yeah, absolutely. And, and not knowing what you don't know, that that's the key piece that I think about when I think about working with somebody who's going to help me in a financial planning capacity. There are a couple things that I love to do. I love to do some carpentry. I love to do some mechanical work on my, on my vehicles. That's kind of fun for me. There's a couple things I won't do. I won't do my own surgeries. <laughs> and I won't, I won't try to put together a plan with these complex pieces uh, without some serious professional help. I'm hoping that people are listening to this, understanding that this isn't something that they should be trying to tackle all by themselves. There are professionals that are ready and willing to chat with them and, and look at what pieces they can put in place to help them achieve all their goals. We promised at the beginning of this podcast that we would make this document available, tax strategies for retirement. Guys, how do they get that from you? Well, they can go on the website, FelicianoFinancial.com, and request uh, that information. Of course, they can swing by the office, pick it up anytime. Mm-hmm. And if they want to have us mail one uh, to them, just call 903-533-8585. We'll get one in the mail to you. All right, guys, thank you so much for your time today. And of course, the last thank you goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the Live Life on Purpose podcast with Jose and Jeff Feliciano. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when the guys come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Feliciano Financial, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live life on purpose.
Thank you for listening to Live Life on Purpose with Jose and Jeff Feliciano. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Feliciano Financial Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.